0: Fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is The Burning Stars. It was written by David Conyers and it can be found in Terrors from Beyond. Our game master is Matthew Sanderson, and this is episode five. Our recap will be given by John Dos Passos as his character, Donna Sterling. So without any further delays, let's continue our journey into the darkness. John?
1: The Journal of Donna Sterling, anthropology student. We woke up on November 1st, All Saints Day, with the unsettling feeling that the clock was ticking on us, or rather, the clock was ticking on us finding Jack alive and not the object of some cruel cult sacrifice. And in at the very least, the the bodies we discovered in the previous days helped convince the others of the group that we were in a little over our heads and needed to uh, arm ourselves with some more information about what in the Haiti is going on here. The plan was, was that Mr. O'Neill was going to go contact my father's friend, business associate, Sebastian Senegal, to set up a meeting. And the rest of us would head to the library and get some information uh, on something, you know, look into some of the notes that Mr. Kessler took before. Then we would all meet at the library and then go see the Mambo. So first, uh, the group minus O'Neill, you know, started heading there and we split into some groups to try to throw off the ONI uh, stealth teams who luckily weren't very hard to spot, you know, sticking out like sore thungs amongst the locals and out of their element. The only advantage they had was that there was several teams of them we discovered, but uh, my father paid off some local kids to mob one of the teams and waste another team's time sipping some coffee and Mr. Randall and I were able to sneak into the library and the others met up with us later. At the library, we found it was a limited selection and mostly in French and Creole, but you know, a few of us smoke a, sm- a smattering of Creole and a small bit of French. And so we were able to advise the group to search by keywords, which again, we derived from Mr. Kessler's notes from before and the knowledge we gained from the tarot reader. I looked around for anything about Star Fools, but we couldn't find anything there. Um, Amy, however, looked into the Cult of the Floating Horror and she was able to find uh, a book, Africa's Dark Sex, which covers several cults in Africa, most notably the cult of the floating horror in Nigeria, with a bookmark marking a particular section um, she found in it, and it it was the hanged man tarot card inverted, and with the same strange art uh, of some sort of gross monster figure, you know, matching the same style of the design of the cards we found before. The passage in the book. Uh, you know coincidentally enough that, that was marked by the card seemed to describe a, a gruesome and detailed scene of what we saw on the strange tarot card the right to desc- describe was so bizarre even my study of the strange tribes and indigenous peoples I, even with that I can't imagine or come close to explaining it uh, some sort of strange figure with things dangling off their face and third eyes opening and stuff that, that didn't make sense it wasn't It it, it couldn't have been real, at least we thought. In the margin of the book, uh, we found some uh, notes that Amy must have wrote, you know, she recognized her own handwriting. Uh, It indicated that the same cult in the book was active in Port-au-Prince, even using the same ritual perhaps, and it seemed to indicate that the star pools are a sacred site. We also learned from talking to some of the librarians that indeed our group was here before, and we looked at the same group, the, the same books as we did this this time. Somehow, however, we ended up meeting Mr. O'Neill at the docks. And worst of all, none of us remember how we got there. We experienced another blackout. However, before Mr. O'Neill blacked out, he I think did, did accomplish what he went there to do. And moreover, he found another tarot card, a tarot card of the devil, inverted and of the same design as the others. Afterwards, we went to visit the Mambo. That visit was definitely enlightening, I guess, so to speak. She confirmed some things that we had already started to put together. There is a cult on the island. They're up in the hills. It's a cult to some sort of crawling chaos. She also told us some things that we didn't want to hear. She confirmed what I knew when we first woke up in that hospital. We had already lost something. I just didn't know what or who for sure until she confirmed it. I didn't want it to be true, but I knew that we had already lost Jack. She said that he's destined to be the next host and that our only hope to stop more horrible things from happening is to kill him. She suggested shooting him through the third eye. My father, of course, didn't want to hear it and ran out of the uh, at the end of the meeting with the Mambo, but this is something there, there was something in me that knew what she spoke was true. She also confirmed that the star pools can be found in the hills, that is where the cult operates, and inside them dwells some sort of beast, uh, the lurker. It's, I quote, a terrible and awesome being not of this world that lives in the pools. It's essentially the cult's guard dog, but significantly more horrible than that and their only, our only chance is to disguise ourselves as friends of this crawling chaos. She the, the Mambo took out a strange box with a weird burning star on the outside, and inside was a lump of this greenish stone in some sort of odd configuration with a curved edge chipped in two places to make a very, very sharp uh, cutting edge. She made it clear that one of us would have to cut their hand. Uh, O'Neill pointed out, just like the Ashanti warrior did in the stories that we read, and that by doing this, they would share blood with the crawling chaos and mark oneself as a friend. However, she also insinuated that they would also be marking themselves to be the next host, like Jack. She offered a disgusting-looking jar of what she alluded to being scorpion juice, among other things, that would counter some of the negative effects of the stone. And it would be the only thing keeping the person from going into a coma. It was Guy Randall who stepped forward and in what was definitely the strangest sight I've ever seen in my entire life, cut himself on this strange stone and chugged the gross looking juice with a, gr- with a grimace. But this simple act, I could tell, was something more. It it had a strange feeling to it, you know, like giving a prayer at dinner despite the fact that you know it doesn't, you know, life isn't that simple. Anyway, we only have until the end of tomorrow. Then apparently the rite with Jack will be complete. We've definitely got some work to do and not a lot of time.
2: indeed time is something that is quickly running out so as promised our first scene tonight will be cutting over to mr sterling and o'neill outside because i understand they wanted to have a quick chat
0: oh mr sterling you need to calm down um I, I don't know I don't know who to believe or what what's really going on here
3: excuse me I'm just I got something in my eye um, O'Neill, on do you have kids i I can't even remember anymore. no no sir all right so you don't know how it feels no I
0: understand
3: is I mean God, I guess
0: I don't understand but
3: and unless I could if he is some Foul beast, I'll put a bullet into myself because I don't want I can't let him live like that if he is, but we have to know I'm not going to just go out there for some voodoo mumbo jumbo and kill my son Remember, they keep saying something about being betrayed Maybe this bitch is betraying us to kill him as a sacrifice for this voodoo bullshit
0: Well, it's oh. it's a possibility and one of the, of course this all involves us believing her, believing magical cards, exactly believing some right fortune way. teller. We have a, There's a lot of things that we're supposed to believe here. But I, if people seem to know that she's like the wise one and we got pushed in this direction. Here's the thing. That rock you know with the Cutting yourself and drinking the juice and all of that. Well, she said, if you cut your finger, you're going to be the next host. Can't we assume that Jack cut his finger with that? Right. In order to become or, the host? Did he do this or voluntarily?
3: Or somebody cut him?
0: Well, maybe, yeah. but the thing was dropped in the street, which I don't understand. At least that's what the the lady says.
3: We, we need to talk to Senegal. I don't care if the Owen oh. sees me. I need to fucking find answers.
0: Oh, we've got that set up. What I'm wondering, too, is if there were other people that were killed, we don't know who Jack came over here with, right? He didn't come over with us. We I, came over here to get him.
3: We might have known, but we don't remember. That's the damn
0: problem. Right. But what if he went up there with them? And he was the only one that drunk the scorpion juice. So he was safe, but the rest of them were all killed. Maybe, What's yeah. What's the guarantee that, that, that Mr. Randall isn't just going to be safe and we're all going to get killed? I don't know. It's a lot to worry about. Maybe we should just go with the flow because we don't know what the fuck otherwise we're going to do.
3: Yeah, but I just... Putting a bullet on my son for some island f- fantasy—that's all I'm saying. If this is all just ma- just
0: nonsense and magic, and I mean not not real magic, but fake magic, then there's nothing that says that we have to kill him. That says that's all a bunch of bullshit, and we just rescue him from these primitives who believe in all this voodoo nonsense.
3: What we should do is tie up Donna and put her on the next boat home to her fricking mother. That's what we should do. <sighs> I have such a headache right now. Let's uh, let's go back inside and see how they're
0: progressing. Uh, yeah. Maybe we should all drink some of that stuff.
2: I don't know. OK, well, inside. As Guy is chugging down the last bit of this uh, this juice that he needs to, and then putting the jar back on the table with this, or this expression of desperately trying to keep his guts inside uh, inside himself rather than just spew them all over the uh, over the table. Um, Mama Josephine turns to turns to you as you come back in, and likewise to everyone else. Well, I. I believe that's everything I can do for the minute. The rest of it's gonna be on you. Um, she just shake, kind of shakes her head to herself. Uh, I'm going to have to uh, part ways in a very short while. I've got uh, duties to perform tonight for uh, for the guide Did
0: uh, Jack Sterling cut his finger on that stone?
2: She looks at you almost with a with a good poker face for a moment, and then just gently nods. Yes, I understand. That's that's the case. He found it in the street, cut himself on it, and then it was one of the uh, one of the young boys who brought me the stone after they found what what had happened. Um,
4: may, may I ask, do you have a piece of cord or strap that I could use
2: to tie to this? Yes, yes, of course. Uh, she turns around and starts going through a couple of boxes, and after a, after a minute or so, comes to, turns around with a kind of a leather thong, so that you just just give it a good tie and then tight knot at the end of it, and that should hold it. Okay, I'm going to stick it around my neck and hide it behind my tie.
4: Mm-hmm. And How do you, do you feel, Guy? I'm really not sure. I feel a bit queasy, but I don't know. There's something else. Just mm. I just feel kind of uneasy, really.
5: Uh, yeah, uh, Madam Josephine, do you have something we can wrap that thumb up as well?
2: Yes, yes. I've got some. Uh, I've got some bandage here somewhere. Uh, again, she turns around and wriggles around. And then turns back round with a, a small wrapped up uh kind of little cylinder of bandage that you just then unfurl.
3: Yeah, it's not
2: she, she hands it over. It's not really bleeding that much. I
4: mean it's like uh, it was a very sharp edge. So
5: mm. very yeah. fine cut. Tropical diseases and all that. Yeah, you got a you got a point. Now that we have the future host with us that will let us get past the lurker, we hope. Can you uh, advise us in any other way about preparations we can make? And do you know how many people are active in the cult now?
2: Uh, She kind of almost draws in breath a little bit. She looks up upwards as she's thinking. Uh, I would say a significant number. Um, It's not a uh, small operation that they have up in the hills. I can't be more precise than that but it's uh, it's a lot of people I wouldn't be surprised if some of them do come down to the uh, come down to the city over the course of tonight and tomorrow um maybe looking for the uh well who knows maybe looking for you if they t- if you went up there before will they recognize me because of what I've done they may not but any let's say any friends of theirs or any of their pets that aren't necessarily human, they would be able to tell that you've definitely been marked.
0: How did that nurse know that we were
2: some some people are sensitive um uh, they're rare, but they can they can sense such things. I very much doubt that anyone in the in the cult would possess such gifts. They tend to be they tend to be weaker minds. Those that are easily swayed towards darkness, rather than those who get a glimpse of the truth and gravitate more towards, let's say, figures figures such as myself.
1: My question is: If one of these more sensitive types, when we first were starting to get our bearings, said that we were marked by the Baron. Then this was before Guy cut his finger. Why were we marked then?
2: Uh, she well, who who has taken the card that she uh, that she produced, or is it still sat on the table? I, I think it's still on the table. Right. She points to the card. Then just says, "Remember who I said delivered that to me." I think someone has taken an interest in you for. Let's say interfering in his affairs.
0: Are there five cards because there's five of us?
2: She looks a little bit confused at that. We found four.
0: Yeah, but there's another one coming—the Ten of
5: Swords.
2: A, a five-card spread is a is a fairly standard tarot read. Oh. And there's six
5: of us.
0: One. Oh, I never count myself. That's why I'm the assistant to, to,
1: all right.
2: She just, she just shakes her head a little bit with again, this look of slight confusion on her face. I think you count,
1: Mr. O'Neill. Yeah, well, I,
0: I, 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 I'm I, math isn't my high spot. <laughs> um, I can shoot a gun.
5: Uh, I assume, uh, Madam Josephine, that you'd like us to take the uh, note that your visitor left.
2: She just, just, she looks down at the table and says, "I'd, I'd prefer it not to remain here."
3: Mm. How long um,
4: have I got to get back to you after tonight? Before it
2: might become a problem. I'd say you have a few days rather than hours, so you, you'll have plenty of time after what you need to do to get back. I mean, I'll there's there's a clearing at the beginning of the path that leads out into the hills I'll, I'll be waiting for you there let's say the morning the morning after tomorrow night
0: should we burn these cards
2: um it's a it's an option it might incur some um someone's wrath but Having them is also equally its own problem. I'm going
5: to slide it toward the edge of her desk or table with the eraser on my pencil and slip it into my wallet without touching it.
2: It just about goes in.
5: Mm -hmm. (sighs) Well, good luck with your ceremony tonight, madam. Uh, I have very much hope that we'll all be seeing you at in that uh, at the clearing that you describe. I'll be there yeah hopefully we will too um, the other uh cultists I assume will um come at us with everything they got if when we show up there as interlopers
2: more than likely
1: uh.
5: Right, which is why if the lurker were on our side, we'd have a better chance.
1: She yeah, that's helped. what I was wondering. Is do you think there's if there's any chance that guy can sway the thing that that other cultists will not <laughs> impede us? She
2: she looks like she's mulling over a few possibilities in her head. There's there's a couple of ways I can see this going. Um, Either they might believe that their thing has turned on them, and they might flee. Um, alternatively, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe for the better. Uh, I have seen them perform almost metaphorical or ritualistic acts of cutting themselves with regular stones to mimic the um, to mimic the act of being cut with a sharp stone the one that you you now possess but um, obviously they haven't got one themselves so they they have to make do with just regular stone so if they believe that another host has turned up they might just fall and start cutting
1: themselves in uh religious ecstasy right i mean this might seem like a crazy idea but could we convince them that because we, obviously, if, if we get by the Lurker, then we must be friends of the Crawling Chaos too. Could we perhaps show the stone or one of these cards and say that, you know, ah, you've been led, you've been led astray and we are, are the true followers. We are, are the, you know, exercising the true will of the Crawling Chaos and you must, you must bow to us or something like that. Would that work?
2: Again, she looks like she's considering it. It might be possible if you can discredit King Calico and show that you are it's the personification of the Crawling Chaos' will on Earth instead of him, then it might it might make them turn against him. I honestly don't know. This, this is completely new territory for me. I'm guessing, though,
4: that would take a lot more knowledge of their cult than any of us have. Right.
1: Right. I mean, we don't have to tell them if we can show them.
0: I mean, we could just grab some machine guns and go up there and take care of this problem. I mean, we got guy to take care of the lurker, but people are going to die if you shoot them.
5: Yeah. Well, we're not going up empty-handed, certainly.
1: But what if there's fifty cultists? Machine. you gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna play the gamble of do you have enough bullets before they have run out of people?
0: I don't think we got enough bullets. The thing is, is that my guess is that going up there they're not going to be coming at us from all directions they're going to be coming along the path so you just shoot towards the path and you're going to get all of them
2: you'll need more than 50 bullets
0: more than 50 well
3: hopefully that's where sebastian comes in
0: i forget sir are these 50 caliber
3: uh there's a mix
0: 50 caliber is going to go through five of them before it stops
2: You stand a chance of getting some help from Sebastian if you can, if you can reason with him. As I said, he's had a run-in with this group before. He will be reluctant to want to cross them himself again. Um, I would recommend getting any help you can from any direct, any source. To be honest,
3: I have exactly what Sebastian needs, and if he wants it, he's going to help me.
2: she she nods well I think we're there let's let's leave Mm -hmm. right I will um, I'll wish you good luck and I will uh, go to prepare for my for my evening and she she turns around again and kind of goes under the desk and pulls out what looks to be a uh, like a black almost like a morning dress Um, but there's hints of purple in there as well she just throws it over one arm and heads towards the back door and kind of turns around and just gives gives that kind of look as if she's just she's just waiting for you to leave now
4: um i guess
5: we should probably leave then what so time is it should we take the the box for the stone or I, I guess you'll bring that up when you release Guy from this thing. He's going to hang it around his neck, isn't
2: he? Yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll need, he'll need to have it close.
5: But we want, you know, we want to put it somewhere safe when he take it off. But I guess you can arrange that.
2: I got it. All right. Good night. Yeah, and she uh, she watches you go. Um, you can give me a psychology role as you're heading out. This is for everyone.
3: Thirty-nine out
1: of fifty-eight, so a irregular. Uh, that there ninety can... is not a success.
5: My <laughs> nice 17, seventeen is a hard. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Nope. Oh, yeah, that's a standard. Yes. Yeah, standard. Oh. Okay, so a few of you got the standards. Other some of some of you got hard. Some of you have no inkling whatsoever. Those of you that uh, succeed even just regular success is fine on this notice that as you're leaving you catch that again she's got this good kind of poker face that she's trying to keep a lot of a lot of the fact that she is scared about well, the mention of the word uh, the name uh, the Nile and such being an active presence around you but you also catch that she is, she's kind of troubled, and you're sensing that there's uh, remorse. There's she's definitely saddened by, by what's gone on here, and that you think she, she's probably holding back crying, and that she's waiting for you to uh, waiting for you to head out before she has a private moment. But you're out on the street now after having gone through the the laundrette uh, with the. Security guards still reading aloud the newspaper. And you are outside. <laughs>
0: do I...
4: Overall, do I feel any different after?
2: Uh, given that your power is now beyond human um, human limits, yeah, you do. Um, you feel almost energised, uh, more full of life, and generally just this more powerful than you've ever felt before this inner strength and inner willpower that's just off the scale compared to anything you previously known
0: so do we go back to our uh, uh, uh apartment or hotel and clean up or what what arrangements did you make
5: with senegal
0: oh that's right we're going to meet with him We. uh we have his address.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think you we're do. just gonna head to his address, aren't we?
2: Yeah. Go All right. On. To to give you the lay of the land, because I can now show you the proper, uh, the full version of the map, because you've got uh, you know where every location is on here, rather than having to hide various parts.
3: And nice. Matthew, as mm-hmm. we. I'm assuming we're, get, we're going to get cabs that go there. I want to stop off and buy a few bottles of rum, some cigars, whatever gifts I think would be appropriate. I'll ask the shopkeeper and mm-hmm. a big old box filled with crap.
2: Well, one thing that they certainly have an abundance of at the minute is cigars, uh, black coffee, and clarin, which is a uh, of sugarcane white rum. Um, Because that stuff flies off the shelf around Fetgeed for some particular reason.
3: Well, a case of rum and an assorted case of the other stuff. So two cases. Mm
2: -hmm. Yep, that is definitely not a problem.
3: Enough for the men he's bringing.
0: We're heading all the way across town, huh?
2: Yep. You are down here at Mama Josephine. So you're uh, probably about a couple of miles, uh, about a mile and a half, two miles away from the hotel but it is all the way back up here to his warehouse, kind of in the in the Docklands area, very close to where you were for the import-export company.
0: Yep. And then it's north beyond that that we're going to find the uh, star pools.
2: Uh, it's actually the star pools are down in the kind of south, ah, okay. uh, southeast corner. So the... The path will be somewhere out in that direction. All right. All right. So as you set off, you have your couple of taxis as you previously uh, previously arranged. Um, you start heading, and to get to the main road, you have to go towards the Grand Cemetery, and then take a road then takes you go slightly towards the northeast in angle and then you zigzag across the grid network to get across to Senegal's warehouse. Now this is late afternoon early evening uh, by this point as you're going across uh, going across town. The evening between the two days of the Fete ceremonies or uh, celebrations that's when stuff starts to go down out on the streets. But it, it tends to congregate mainly towards the cemeteries. So as you're passing by the cemetery, you can see some of the activity going uh, going on there. Because there are so many people out on the streets that having a car move anywhere near quickly just ain't going to happen. You're gonna kind of crawling by uh, the cemetery just waiting for people to move out of the way. Uh, this seems to be very much a community event there are people of all ages uh, men and women out on the streets in the in the cemeteries themselves you can hear drums beating and there are people dancing um, in the the clearer areas you can see some of the graves are open that some of them look as they've been open for a little while some of them look more fresh Uh, by some of the fresher open graves you can see there are uh, both men and women presumably relatives of those that have recently died, which are on their knees, wailing, and kind of head, up to the, um, head up to the sky, arms outstretched. Um, others are repairing damage to what look to be some of the more well, well-weathered tombs. I mean, some of the tombs and crypts here are as big, are as, big as a house. They are pretty, pretty darn big. Uh, there are also groups of, by their clothing, you would expect them probably to be beggars or homeless. Uh, that they're moving around the groups uh, that are gathered together in the cemetery. Uh, Some of them with their arms outstretched, blatantly begging for money. But probably the most disconcerting thing is, especially out on the street and they're kind of going in and out of the cemeteries and in and out of the surrounding buildings, there are various, uh, various women which have got this white powder all over their face um, almost to the point where they look like a walking corpse, that they are that pale and pallid. Um, they're dressed in a combination of dresses which are in this black and purple colour scheme. And the best way to describe it is that they are being very lewd, uh, that they are being very provocative. Uh, in fact, some, one of the reasons why your taxi is stopped a couple of times is because uh, at least one or two of these uh, figures will go prostrate on the front of the car. Um, is it almost as if they are trying to uh, perform certain acts with the with the hood uh, before they start to uh, to move away? Almost, almost as if they're drugged or in in a trance. That they definitely seem to be under the effects of some kind of some kind of narcotic. Um, others look down at you from windows and again give you gestures, almost beckoning for you to come up to their rooms um others press up against the wind um the windows and rub themselves up against the car it's uh, definitely not behavior that you are uh, accustomed to to say the least but after what feels like quite a long time uh, the taxis push on past the crowds and the streets gradually as you get further away from the cemeteries open up more and while well, admittedly you still have to go through a couple of checkpoints as well because they still operate through day and night and there is definitely a the military eye is keeping and uh, keeping watch on the streets to make sure things don't turn turn nasty but it seems like everything is proceeding in as uh, as a good taste as it possibly can and probably it takes you a couple of hours to get across town um the driver informs you uh that's the uh that's the address over there and you're probably a couple of warehouses away. And you can see that there are lights on inside this warehouse. It's a normal rectangular building. There's nothing special about it. Uh, There are a couple of uh, two, what looks to be beaten up Model T Fords parked out front and a flatbed truck. Uh,
5: So Mr. Sterling, uh... You've never met this uh, fellow in the past, right? I understand that. Not yeah. face to face. Uh, is there a, a, any way in particular you want to play this meeting? Do you want us to be there in force? Uh,
0: Why don't you let me go up there first? Um, I'm guessing that maybe the uh, the warehouse guy I met probably called and told yeah. that that we were snooping around.
3: But first I tell everybody, let's look around before we leave the cab and look for the O and I.
2: Yeah. Gave me a spot hidden roll.
3: Oh, three. I got a half, six. half.
1: I got a four. <laughs> three, four, we six. You know what they yeah. look like. <laughs> oh, oh wait, there are, the, <laughs> they're, there are those white guys. <laughs> I got a 19. I
5: think we all got at least a hard, then, didn't we? Mine was just regular at 66, but... There's
2: always one that breaks the trend. <laughs> well, it, it sounds like with, with roles like those, I can't hide anything from you. <laughs> uh, you are pretty damn certain that you are alone out here, mm. other than the two armed guards, which you can see lurking in the shadows, doing as best job to remain hidden as possible, but not against a whole a load of eagle eyes like you um, yeah there, there are two armed guards keeping an eye on the warehouse but there's no sign at all of the ONI
0: I'll, I'll go up there first to make sure the coast is clear and then I'll give you the signal if something goes wrong I'll give you the, the signal that something's wrong you know?
3: I pass you two cigars also yeah um,
0: alright
4: give, given that, that this is a you know got a covert meeting I assume the rest of us should just
0: uh, wait here Uh, unless i gesture for you to come forward
3: okay
0: sometimes these people like their hospitality
3: and i think Mm -hmm. a little show of bravado on our side with a street level guy like this would go a long way too so it's better if we all go i believe
0: well okay let me go first Where's my gun? Oh yeah, it's in my chest. Unless desk.
3: one of you want to hang back in case something happens and come around the back, I don't think it will. He wants what's in well, the
4: I think maybe. Uh, no, don't snoop to, around. No. Better to take him at face value. Yeah, right. you start. You start trying to double, double think him, and you uh, get into all sorts of trouble.
0: I'm not going to go with a gun out. Um yeah. all right.
2: So I'll walk up there. Okay. well, the entrance is pretty, pretty blatant. It's right at the front of the building, which is one of the short edges of the rectangle. So it goes back away from the road rather than running alongside it. Um, As you move up towards the door, um, you see out of the corner of your eye, the shadows move. And these two guys come in with like a pincer movement towards you, but not rushing. They just casually walk up, making it very clear that they are holding two very big rifles. Right.
0: Hey, boys. um, We are here to see uh, Mr. Senegal, uh, uh, Mr. Sterling and his uh, people. Uh, I'm his assistant.
2: Okay, they, they nod, and then they say something in French. Uh, can you give uh, me a French roll?
0: Show. Up. Sounds delicious. <laughs> no, I don't understand what they're saying. Bonjour, bon, bonsoir.
2: <laughs> you can see one of these, the one that you're looking at, he kind of rolls his eyes. And then in very broken English, you see, boss. We. Oui. You, here. Who's he pointing to? He's pointing down on the ground. Oh. And then he says something in French again to his partner, who uh, cocks his rifle, and the other guy heads inside. Okay. So he wants me to wait. That's what he's saying? All right. You get that impression, yeah.
0: Um, See, so I couldn't count them before in English, I can I count them in French? Uh, Un, deux, trois, quatre, cinq. I don't know, six. Six, <laughs> is it? Six. 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 six.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's the limit of my GCSE French gone right there. <laughs> right.
0: I only took a year and a half of French lessons last
2: year.
3: <laughs> I
2: right. um, you're, you're counting and he's kind of looking at you... Of a little bit bizarrely, and you got kind of shake, uh, shrugging his uh shoulders as if to, as if to say, But so what?
3: Yeah, my
0: French is merde.
2: <laughs> ah, um, and you can see it's almost like he starts giving directions. Ah, oh, um, <laughs> hand him a cigar. Okay, yeah, he'll, he'll take it. He definitely and he kind of eases up a little bit. And he's kind of giving you his direction as if he's gesturing yeah. you that when you go through the door, go forward a right. long, right. long way and then it's off this. on right.
0: the right. Oh. Merci beaucoup,
2: Sherry. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right.
2: um, the, um, the door opens and the same guy you saw before kind gestures for you to come inside. The, right. um, as as you take a step forward, he kind of holds a hand up a second and um just you uh
0: questioning no, no uh moi et uh Monsieur uh James Sterling.
2: He's kind of looking around as if to say, Well, where is he?
0: So I sort of wave for
2: you. If uh
3: One you guys don't mind grabbing one of the crates each
5: Yeah, that's no problem. We'll walk slow and keep uh, keep everything visible.
3: Yeah. Oh, I hope he speaks English. Donna, <laughs> please stay behind and Amy, sorry.
2: <laughs> Don Donna's already got away and hidden by the look of it. Well, uh, she's already then, inside having
0: coffee with Mr. Senegal.
6: I'm your best French speaker, but sure, leave me behind.
3: <laughs> oh, I didn't say leave me behind. I said for Donna to stick close to Amy. Mm-hmm.
0: She's got Why her fingers in ears. Now she can hear you. Uh, so we all walk in. So Donna and Amy are sticking close together.
2: Okay, all right. In which case, once you're in through the front entrance, uh, it's not particularly difficult to uh, to see the whole layout of the building and get an idea of what's what. Right, so, so there's this little alleyway that goes along the side to the neighbouring warehouse, but otherwise there's, there's a good gap here and then plenty of tree and foliage around the general area. Coming in through the front entrance, you've got a door immediately off to your left, uh, which Senegal is coming out of. He's quite an imposing figure, um, quite a weathered face, um, plenty of scars. Um, he, he radiates the kind of the, an air of authority shall we say um, there's another office next door which given the way the door swings open and it is open you can see directly inside um, there's a table inside where there's basically a gr- group of guys playing poker around a, round a table in there so again nothing particularly unusual you've got a series of crates and boxes and all over the floor there's impressions that there was been there's been flour stored here uh, flour perhaps other such uh, powdered substances as well so maybe like sugar perhaps um but you can also give me a spot hidden roll
3: that's a fail
2: regular success
1: uh i also got a regular success
6: fail
2: Okay, so it sounds like Oni, Dirk, and Donna uh, got a success then. Right, there are two things that otherwise you notice beyond the fact there's this, the other two room at the far end, the storeroom, that room is dark. You can't see through the, uh, through the door there, but you know the lights aren't on. Rear entrance back here, and a bathroom that even when you are this far away, you can still catch a whiff of the scent coming out of there. Ugh. Uh, It has one of the loveliest uh, one-line descriptions um, that I've read in any uh, uh, book for a while. It just says, functional and unpleasant. (laughs) Very, very unpleasant. Sitting. Uh, But what your eyes get drawn to is the floor here, where you've got what evidently seems to be a trapdoor, and also in this blank section over here. The floorboards evidently have been cut in such a way to form a trapdoor. So this wasn't an, an original feature of the building. This has been added. And you can hear rushing water coming from underneath it. So you think it probably opens to, as it says there, it opens to a storm drain. Over here, similar kind of things have been done, but it's been attempt it's attempted to be hidden more so that you think there's definitely some kind of almost like a secret cache or stash. Of something underneath the floorboards in that area, so they can definitely be lifted up. you can tell that from uh, you can tell that from looking at the place
0: monsieur Senegal, um, this is uh, monsieur sterling okay. um, our French is not so good <laughs> yeah,
2: he, yeah he, he looks at you a little bit confused and then uh, actually responds in English uh, you you are sterling. Yes. I. Uh, you have my
3: guns. Yes, I do. All
2: right. uh, would you like to uh, follow me into my into my office, and we shall have a we shall have a chat.
3: Yes. Uh, first, I brought something for you and your men, and some creative uh, rum, uh, cigars, black coffee.
2: No, he, he looks appreciatively and nods, very, very thoughtful, and he says something in French, which um, Amy will catch as basically uh, the equivalent of Bob the, center, "Bob the guard, take that and give it to the guys in the um, in the break room." And he gestures towards the uh, the second office, and yep, yeah, the uh, the guards promptly come to you and uh, offer to take your goods off you, and then. Presumably, you're giving them to them. Yeah. And they they head off towards the second office, and Senegal is gesturing you to come into his.
3: Um, there's a few things we need to discuss. You'll get your guns, but some other things have happened. I think some of my friends here can fill you in on some of the details, too. I think we have a mutual enemy. If you it- don't mind, a couple...
2: Sure. I mean, his eyes narrow a little bit in I mean, maybe confusion or maybe kind of what what the hell are you talking about? But yeah, he just gestures you for again for you to come into his
3: office. So I wave the group in. Mm-hmm. I said the 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 guns, don't worry, they're at the warehouse. You could pick them up at any time. Um which which warehouse? I point to O'Neill. Um,
2: the the one, the one that's there. <laughs> do uh, do you show him the uh, the invoice then? Yeah, I'll show him the invoice. Ah. Yeah, he he nods and says, "Oh, I I know it, I know it." In fact, uh, Francis Matreau did give me a call to say that you might be uh, might be coming by, so that would understand. Yeah, that would excellent.
3: I hear you've been having trouble with something up in the hills.
2: so the the, uh, the main trouble was with the um, with the Americans, and they are more confined to the creature comforts of town.
3: Naiolethotep.
2: He stopped in his tracks.
3: <laughs> and the one card that I have, I take out of my pocket. I don't remember which one it was. The first one.
0: I'll take the uh, one death. out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. The devil.
3: They have my son. Okay, uh, he
2: blinks. Uh, people can give me your choice of psychology or spot hidden.
3: Psychology. Spot hidden. Uh, 37, uh, regular success. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for psychology.
5: My spot hidden is hard. Ah. Okay.
4: Built. Um, I've just rolled really- a
2: extreme nice ah okay
3: Right, magical those
6: of you... powers
2: playing off now yeah hey yeah. wow for those of you that went with psychology you can read his expression um he's perplexed by the tarot cards but he's not afraid of them um with with the extreme there the main reason he's not afraid of them is because he doesn't really know what the hell they are so he's not in. Um, he has never seen these before. He doesn't know the significance of them, and he certainly doesn't uh, know the the connection between these and various aspects of uh, the Crawling Chaos. Who went for Spot Hidden apart from Dirk? Okay. Uh, did uh, Amy pass as well?
6: I didn't. I didn't pass. Sorry, but I, that's what I was looking for.
2: Oh, that's fine. You don't make the sand check. Dirk does. Okay. I went for Spot Hidden too, but I didn't pass. did. You, you didn't pass though, no. Okay, no, only if you succeed on spot-hidden, I need a sand check. Mm
5: -hmm. And I failed that sand check.
2: Okay, it's not a massive amount. It's only, I think it's just the one point. Uh, Check. Yep, just the one point. Uh, Mainly because you catch that um, Senegal's eyes kind of, for one second, flick across the room. When you mention uh, when that particular word beginning with N is mentioned, and it land his his gaze lands on a filing cabinet in the corner of the room that's now kind of behind you. So you end up following his gaze and turning your head to look look behind you. And sat on top of the filing cabinet is a skull. It's been polished so as there's no flesh remaining on it. It's weirdly distorted and the majority of it looks like a human skull i mean definitely the eyes the cheekbones but then when it goes below that it almost seems to elongate into almost like a lizard like snout with a third hole in the middle of the forehead that the bone structure within the socket looks like it's been subjected to blunt force trauma and there are a series of radial cracks coming out from what looks like a very high caliber bullet uh, bullet hole
5: um uh his english is is quite fluent sounding
2: he's relatively good yeah
5: and he let us into his office just him and us yes in in a gesture of profound trust for you know revolutionary um I you know yeah, I, I'm I, I'm gonna have to wait and see negotiations with Mr. Sterling before I ask about his brother. Um but uh we know that his brother did not come back from the pools, so you, may be, thinking,
2: you may be thinking that part of him did.
5: Yeah. yeah.
3: So Monsieur Senegal I know you have had dealings with these cultists.
2: He just nods and looks at you without saying anything. But there's quite an intense look in his eyes.
3: They have my son. I need him rescued, saved, and I want this cult dead. The O&I is on to our little arrangements just so you know, I've put them off for now, but they are poking their bloody noses into things. Get my son, end these fucking cultist lives and everything in that warehouse is free. You don't owe me a penny. And if the job's done correctly, we'll figure a way to send you another 50 crates on me, but I want my son. Okay, um, he
2: takes a step back uh, visibly. Uh, you put it this way. the words you said have a have a degree of impact mm-hmm. uh, give me a persuade roll, but I'm gonna give you a couple of bonus die on that. Uh, persuade this fifty. Uh,
3: first one I failed you said bonus die
2: two bonus die
3: two bonus die uh, uh 28 and then the third bonus die is a fail so 28 is my best hey, is that a pass oh yeah i'm 50.
2: oh there you go do you want to spend three points of luck to make that a hard or are you happy uh, with the regular no, I'll,
3: I'll spend three points of luck okay you can see
2: that you've you've pretty much given him an offer he can't refuse um, he sits down in the chair behind uh, behind the desk and kind of leans back. I. I can't. I can't turn down an offer of that much weaponry.
3: I want every one last one of those cultists, man or woman, dead. And then you'll have another fifty crates coming we have to change up our meeting. How... How do you know that I know about them? And I look to Amy and to Donna.
2: He looks confused.
3: Well, they did the... Didn't you do the research to find the Well, we consulted the mom, Bob. Yeah, it was... I'm um, giving other people a chance to talk to me. <laughs> that's all
6: right. Uh, an, out, an outside source but
2: informed
5: who? Us of that. Um,
6: We don't want to break confidences.
5: I know, well, I understand you, you're uh, already friends with Madam Josephine.
2: Oh, yeah, he um he nods giving that kind of, oh yeah, kind of penny drop moment. Yes, me and uh, me and the mama go back quite a way. Uh, Is she, she trustworthy? Must, well, she must trust you if she told you uh, told you that about me. Uh, did Did she explain the exact nature of my previous run in with this unsavory group?
5: Uh, no, she told us that it cost you a lot, and if you'll forgive me, I noticed the. Um, the uh, like it shrine, the remnant. Mister, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Mister Sterling's son is also a host.
2: Yeah, he just kind of bears his teeth and kind of breathes in in a definite grimace. You, you have my condolences and sympathies, sir.
3: Thank you. <sighs>
2: He just nods to the uh, to the skull. That's all that remains of my brother now. He I'm... found something which turned him into a monster. We tried to hide him. They found him. They took him and they broke both of my arms in the process. They wanted him as some kind of messiah. This... He was no longer a he was no longer a man he was more lizard than man they they took him up into the hills I followed with two arms in splints but I was still able to get in there and put a bullet in my brother's third eye to stop him from well turning anymore
3: is it irreversible is my son done done for I
2: believe from well mama would know more than I. I I know that there's a point of no return and if your if your boy is anything like my brother was when I when I found him then it's a mercy to blow his brains out through that through that third abomination of an eye I'm sorry there's no way to sugarcoat it that if he is if he no longer looks like your son you've got to do you've got to do it
3: Now, I don't know if I'm sitting or standing at this point, but if I'm sitting, I stand up, noticeably wet eyes and I extend my hand to to Senegal and I cup, you know, I take it with both hands and I say, just take out every one of these bastards. I'll give you everything you want and then some, they have to pay. And then I, I, you know, and then I sit back down and I'm... (laughs)
2: Uh, he, he just he just nods and he definitely gives you a it's it's a meaningful and strong grasp that he gives you. He just holds up a finger and goes over to the wall that connects with the other office and just hammers on the wall. Um, you can hear everyone inside get up quite quickly and head out into the main part of the warehouse. And there's a seconds later, there's a line of, well, it looks be probably about a dozen guys outside. <laughs> uh kind of rapidly trying to get themselves to uh form an attention you can see them spacing themselves out an arm's length each way and he he walks past you and just puts a hand on your shoulder or kind of pats you on the shoulder and says please come come with me.
3: Right I follow.
2: No. Right. Everyone else uh following out yeah. <laughs> I think it would be
5: pretty so- rude to snoop around his office under of the circumstances.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you might be undoing a lot of goodwill you've just heard. <laughs> right. Um, he go when he goes outside, he barks an order quickly in French, um, which again Amy and those of you that have got a half decent French score uh will be able to translate as open the cache. And four of them break away and rush over to that area on the uh, on the map where it's all uh as mentioned. Bits of the floorboards that could easily be pulled up, and they start opening it up and pulling out crate after crate after crate of weaponry. Um, some of the some of the highlights that you uh, that you find there, um, particularly as uh, at least one at least a few of you are connected with weaponry and know uh, know what um, what these things are when you see them. You lose track of how many thirty oh six rifles they've got. They've got several dozen uh 38 revolvers there's also plenty of there's crates full of knives machetes um but the uh the icing on the cake is the the three thompson submachine guns that they pull out and the three drums of ammo per gun that they lay out and put on the floor in front of you um senegal kind of gestures to it and then turns back around to you and says this this is what we have at the moment See, not not quite enough to start uh, start a little war, but by the time that you've you followed through at your end of the bargain, then we will have.
3: O'Neill, um, give him the paperwork so he can retrieve the stuff from the... I
2: think O'Neill's putting his ears back in. He's very quiet too. Yes, I'm very
0: quiet. Uh, it's because I'm Mr. 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 Sterling, are you sure what you're doing here? You're talking about about a hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff. And by the way, that's about one million five hundred thousand in modern
3: yeah
0: worth of guns. (laughs) If
3: Jack is already dead, what what else? What's the point? We'll kill you've got, the, you've
0: got employees you've got family you've got <laughs> what, what
3: do you think this is my own th- I sh- this is my side money <sighs> I have contracts with every U.S Depot from here to Kenosha
0: I mean you so, you do what you want to do it's not and, then my I money.
3: In and I said don't forget about the Russians don't, this is pennies. All right, so
0: I'll give him the paperwork. She's
3: Christ. Where else are we going to get an army at the drop of a hat? We have less than 24 hours.
0: You could always just make another kid. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm his employee. I just do what he says, but holy shit.
2: Okay, you you hand over the... um... The paper, Senegal takes it, he looks it over, he smiles, folds it up and puts it into his very beaten jacket uh, in a pocket. Says, well, I have See some men here. I can call for more. When do you need them by?
5: Are we doing this tonight or tomorrow night? We're going, up, we're going up tomorrow late afternoon. That's what uh, Mama Josephine suggested.
1: Otherwise we'll be out of time.
5: Uh, and you probably have a better idea than we do about how many uh, associates we're gonna be up against.
2: He nods. The last time, well, the only time I was up there, I spotted over a hundred. So, I mean, I I can get you. I need, I need people to stay here because we, obviously, we have a reason. uh, We must have a presence here. Um, But I can get you. And this is where we pause to do a quick dice roll. Uh, With your hard success, you can give me two D twenty,
3: please. Two D twenty. Oh, come on.
2: Thirteen and nineteen. Okay, so that'll be thirty-two. Yep, I can give you. I can if you if you need to go up tomorrow afternoon. I can probably raise, probably just over thirty men, to be able to accompany you.
3: I look to uh, Neil. Sounds good. Sounds good.
2: All right. I know where the path is to go up to up to their loathsome place, so I can arrange to meet uh, arrange for them to meet you there at the at the time of your choosing. And he essentially describes to you where this path is, that he gives you a route that goes through the slums out towards the southeast, and describes that it's going to be a roughly four hour trawl for our walk to get up there. Um, Starting to go through fairly normal terrain Um, as you go up into the hills, it'll be cypress groves, um, the long grass, but then you'll start getting into more stony territory and some very thick forest and jungle. Uh, Once you get past there, that's the point of no return, that if if you're committing to going in there, you're going in armed and you're going in with intent because not many people that go beyond that point, when you, when you start finding the cliffs, that's where people generally don't come back.
3: Now, yeah. I, from dodging and seeing the naval uh, team so much, I give as best as I can recall a description of how they trail people their description, the clothes they wore, the facial however blonde, blue eyed, blah blah blah. Yeah. They usually start here. They work in this pair. These two guys are with each other at all times as best I can to that way before they move the stuff, I would take I would suggest maybe if they see them take a couple empty crates, go in opposite directions. Mm-hmm.
2: Not a problem. Um you can see definitely a couple of them making mental notes uh one of them actually does pull out a notepad and start scribbling uh, down some descriptions
3: and give him the name of the guy who's in charge his rank oh we we know major medwin
2: we are <laughs> yeah we don't well we don't know him personally but we know him by reputation and we know of him
1: oh and uh speaking of can we get a couple of these rifles for us
2: <laughs> um we kind of looks, kind of raises an eyebrow. Um, why, do, why don't you take them from the uh? He admittedly, he then stops himself and thinking, Yeah, probably we should lay uh, we should keep away from the warehouse for the minute if the ONI are uh <laughs> sniffing around. Um, he, he gestures towards one of the guys and they go up and pick up a couple of the the 3006s and bring awesome. them over to you. Thank you. Well, why don't? They could just bring them to us tomorrow. Yeah, bring ready them ready to, to us
3: tomorrow. Off. Yeah. So we're not going we'll, back to the hotel with them. We'll, yeah. we'll, <laughs>
0: arrange, we'll arrange to have boxes shipped over here. Uh, uh, we're going to have to pay the bill, Mr. Sterling, so.
3: Well, didn't uh, that take care of it last time? Were you paid?
0: No, that delayed them. That was 300 bucks.
3: Mm-hmm. Right, but I'm assuming everything was paid for already through customs and all that stuff to, get to that point. He was supposed to pay us money for the, uh, the merchandise, but the shipping and everything is paid for, right? Yeah, well, the except only that money you we just gave them
0: to him for free, so incorrect. we've got to go and send them. <laughs> we've no. got to get them from there to here
3: no he has the bill of sale now he can pick them up we don't have to do anything the only thing i was supposed to do was hand him the bill of sale so he can pick them oh, up. okay okay right we're,
1: right we're talking about the half that's already in the warehouse and then the other half that you right. send later is how's that the, hundred yeah. grand this is not
3: obviously in front of senegal but the hundred grand that he was to pay me for the weapons it's a 30% cost to me. So it's yeah. $30,000 out of my pocket. We're fine.
2: Yeah, the the main thing that that money you paid to the warehouse was because that they had held it longer than they wanted because space is at a premium. It wasn't that's for the right. transport because that's already been taken care of.
3: So tomorrow at set time, that's mm-hmm. that spot.
5: Now, if it's a four hour hike, and that's i guess mr senegal with fewer associates helping us cut through the you know the refuge with machetes and whatnot so we paths. should we should meet at noon to be there would, at four in late afternoon or
2: i would suggest that we get to the cliffs by um, at least by dark because then okay, make it will just later yeah, it's oh, it's little... fairly dark there anyway because the trees are so the trees are so big they almost blot out this uh, blot out the light completely anyway. But I would very much recommend going in under the cover of darkness.
5: Well, you, you call the hour, and we'll be there. Um, I'd say six. All
3: right. All right. Now, Matt, we had gear like boots and stuff at the hotel, correct? Okay. You, yep, yeah, you certainly did. so we don't need anything no okay
5: mr senegal
3: when you went up with
5: your broken arms to save your brother from his fate was there anything in this what they call the star pools that worried you
2: i remember i remember bits of it um the pools themselves are, almost imagine them as under, or under underground tunnels and caves that are full of water. I've heard that there is something going, the mamma has said that there's something down there, and I remember from the far distance that I got to look at these things, the water was bulging as if something big was moving between the pools. They must be connected under the underground with so with the tunnels and again, all water filled, leading between the two. Well, the multiple, I think there's six from memory, six Mm -hmm. pools. Um, There are huts around them, and then it's dense, dense jungle forest around that. Oh, and a series of uh, monolithic stones uh, as well that are all dotted around the area. There's one path that leads in from the from the southwest, coming from you know, southwest and northeast of that corner of the uh, corner of the clearing. I imagine if it's anything like what happened with my say with my brother Miguel, that it will be he's kept in one of the huts that's going to be close to the pools. But I think with, well, 30, 30 plus, well, mid-30s of us going up there, that we'll have guns, they won't. Hopefully, we'll be able to even those numbers pretty damn quickly.
5: But but nothing in the pool bothered you personally?
2: Well, I I didn't see anything besides bulging water and something move, something big and black moving underneath it.
5: Okay. Well, uh, back, uh I I apologize to keep pressing on your sad memory. Uh, what time of year was it that you had this conflict?
2: No. Uh, it, was, it was a very very hot summer. I remember that. I don't. I don't think the, the time of year is particularly significant. Admittedly, it's uh, unfortunate for your, uh, for you that it's uh, landed with your son being so so close to a particularly uh, particularly potent time of year.
3: Uh, this might seem like a strange question, but did any of us try to contact you within the last week or so?
2: Any of you?
0: We've did been any- losing memories.
3: Again, there's this
2: look of maybe a little bit of confusion again that comes over his face. No, no, you haven't. You haven't tried to contact me.
0: Mm-hmm. So at least whatever we've done before, we didn't do this.
2: Mm, No, we've never met before.
0: Excellent. That's a good sign.
2: (laughs) I'll take your word for it. Well, I think we have an understanding. I'll iron my main Well, I won't accompany you i'd like i said I've, I've been up there before, and I know that I'm not going to get away with this twice, but as many of the men I, as, I, as I can raise and that are willing to go up there to obliterate every last man, woman, and child that's, uh, that's up by those pools then i'm I'm willing to oblige if it means that you provide us with the weapons that can help liberate our country so you, you have a deal
3: great. You know
2: where we'll be. We'll be there at six, bring some boots and be ready for a long hike. And he extends, he extends a hand to you again.
3: Oh, shakes.
2: Thank you. Right. So I, uh, I bid you a good evening then. And he basically, he helps walk you to I uh, walk you to the door. Um, he's not very difficult to read he's he feels like he's got a lot of weight on his shoulders all of a sudden
3: so back to the hotel or any other stops before
5: you know i think we need uh a good meal uh uh uh, and as much rest as we can get because tomorrow is going to be a hell of a day.
6: I think we've exhausted all of our inquiries as well. So, sounds like a good idea.
3: Now, Donna, on the cab ride back, you need to convince me why I'm not putting you on a boat and sending
1: you back to your mother. Uh, you think that, that if you think that's going to happen, then you really are acting like a fool. I could I, if, do if it you're for you, this, sir, if you want me to. If you're in this, then I'm in this, and and that's that that that's that's there's no question about it.
3: You're a grown woman; you can make your own choices. But if Jack's gone, somebody needs to take over the family
1: business. Okay, and and I plan on coming home after this. I don't know about you.
3: And unless your mother or I are in danger. You bleed them for every penny you could get. Don't do what I just did. I did that to get Jack back. But if not, you squeeze every penny you can out of the bastards.
1: Sure. I mean there's there's you know you know there's there's more to life than money, but money is a good uh, way to get from here to there. You got it
3: order whatever you guys want for dinner once we get to the hotel.
2: It is going to be a little while before you get back to the hotel uh, as you are driving back. Um, even though it's well into the uh, into the night by now, you have a feeling that some of these ceremonies or these some of these uh, celebrations that you're passing uh, are going to be going into the wee small hours. And you pass another cemetery on the way back to the hotel, um, which... You can see now there's a little bit more activity taking place. There's lots of uh, dark crosses which have been set up, maybe with burnt wood, um, where they're adorned with marigolds, little candles. And you can see people pouring what look to be, uh, looks to be bottles of this white rum and then sprinkling it with, uh, with black ground coffee um, all over it before they start before they seem to be chanting and kneeling and bowing to these uh, to these offerings to uh, so a certain baron who is in the first if you're going in procession with one cab after the other who's in the first cab
5: i would assume the sterling family would be in the vanguard and yeah. the lackeys would be in the rear that makes yeah. sense
2: yeah yeah Okay, so it's Guy and Dirk in the second car. Okay, now driving around here because it is so hot, the windows are almost certainly open uh, in the in the taxi. So those of you in front will be able to hear what happens in a second in the uh, for the rear cab. Uh, you catch sight of a figure that's dressed in a long black coat. Uh, trousers probably no shirt underneath because hey, it's so so damn hot with a big black top hat and face paint all over uh, all over his face in the shape of a skull um he is dancing through the crowd he kind of sw- kind of swoops in front of the first car and goes along the side uh kind of making uh, making eye contact with uh, with donna and amy and giving you uh, giving you a wink and a smile and then he goes in front of the second cab, uh, stopping it slightly as he, uh, he brings a big grin and then very flamboyantly uh, pirouettes and turns, and goes down the length of the car. As he passes by Dirk's open window, he looks at you for, uh, with a big grin, smiles and a flourish, brings up his hand and goes <laughs> and then blows a whole... Uh, whole handful of powder directly into your face. What do you do? You're, you're also so stunned you're unmuted.
5: <laughs> Breathe out, not in. Uh, eyes
2: and start feeling for my gun. Okay, you, you put your hands up to your, uh, to your face and as you, pull, um, as you start to pull them back, you realize there's something in your hand as you pull, uh, as you pull it away.
5: Oh, is it a card?
2: Indeed, the only one that is not inverted from your spread.
5: Huh. Does that mean it's a worse betrayal? I wonder. Or, god damn it, it's in my hand. I was trying not to touch these things. I sort of toss it down to the floor of the cab. How's the air? Hey, guy, are you are
2: you okay? I'm fine. Where is he? Where's the where's the guy gone? Give me a spot hidden if you're looking for where he's gone.
4: Yeah, I am looking for where he's gone. 38 is that's
2: just a standard pass. Dirk's very quiet again. I rolled a 3. Oh, right. Okay. Um in which case, guy can give me a luck roll. Dirk, you're not giving me a luck roll. You're you're seeing every horrible detail 32 yes that's a pass okay well guy can see maybe from the the benefit of where you are sat you can see at least his shoulder um just round you know you've got the frame of the back of the car you've got a window he's kind of almost uh, stood in a blind spot but you can just about catch the edge uh, the edge of his jacket Is the car stationary uh, it is for the minute yes now Dirk uh, from your vantage point you get a more complete view of him as Uh he turns his head back towards you grinning it's not face paint that he's wearing there is a skull with a third socket and a third eye in the forehead the eye blinks at you as you can see this almost sinewy mass connect this skull with this body and this grinning skull just looks back at you and laughs with a uh, with a man, such a malevolent tone that it almost shakes you to your soul as you realise that you are looking at what was first depicted in the very first card that you uh, you found. Can you give me a sanity check, please?
5: we will do. Oh, that's a seventy. That won't do.
2: That'll be a D four, then, please.
5: My dice have become more complicated since the kitten wants to play with them whenever she's around. (laughs) Uh, That's three.
2: Oh yeah, that's three points of sanity that disappear. What's Guy doing after you've seen that? In fact, you can see at least least the shoulder of this figure. Well, I'm getting out of the car.
4: I'm going round the back of the car to intercept this assailant.
2: All right, you can give me an opposed DEX check to see who goes first, to see whether you can get a chance to see him before he does something. Oh, I've rolled a ninety-four. Okay. Um again, this in which case saves you from a sand check. So he with his DEX of ooh, it's 18 in old money, so that'd be 18 times five. So that'd be quite 90. 90. Yep, 90. Uh, Dirk, from your position, sees that he just raises a hand and then just throws down another fistful of uh, what looks to be some kind of powder or dust onto the floor. And Guy, see, guy, you hear the woof as this huge cloud of smoke just erupts from the ground where this, uh, where this dust hit, thankfully obscuring the face and the body to the point where you don't have to make your sand check. But when the dust clears moments later... He is gone.
4: Well, I'm just going to head immediately to Dirk and check that he's okay.
5: Ah, uh, I mean, we have to. We we don't want to fall behind Sterling. I'm uh, that powder didn't make me forget. I'm awake, but um, Jesus, God, have,
4: have we got any water? You should you should wash your face. Wash. You don't know what's in that. It could be anything.
5: It yeah, could be I poison, mean, poison.
4: It could be a drug. It could be anything.
5: My handkerchief is already very sweaty. Uh, I don't think. Otherwise, we'll have to wait for the hotel. Um, I'll,
4: I'll I'll get back in the car. We should we should. Um, yeah,
5: we have to keep, keep, keep in the, the
4: car. But I mean, are you sure you're okay?
5: Oh, uh, I don't know how we're fucking going to do this, guy. They know where we are. They can hand us these cards wherever we go. And that fucking thing was not a man. That was that was it. That was it. Just marking us.
4: It's, it's probably something in that powder that they that he yeah blew in the window.
5: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I don't. Yeah, um. It. Uh, it. <laughs> I, it went to
4: me. Let's just keep the windows open, get as much fresh air as you can, clear your head. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the important thing right now.
5: Yeah.
4: yeah. And, and, uh, here, and here, take, a, take a nip from this, and I'll hand it my hip flask.
5: Uh, I, okay, you know, I don't do that. You know, I yeah, can't maybe, touch this. stuff.
4: Maybe now's the time to start.
5: Uh, <laughs> no, I, I had the time. You know, <laughs> you remind me. Have you ever been to Mardi Gras in New Orleans?
4: Uh, No, I always meant to, but... uh, Is this
5: fucking uh, madhouse out here makes that look like a Presbyterian Sunday school? Uh, But I've been to New Orleans two or three times. I don't remember a single day of it. So uh, that's why I'm off the sauce. Jesus. But after, if we survive tomorrow, you know, maybe I'll celebrate with a, a bottle of champagne and lose another 10 years of my life. If we survive...
0: Is um is Amy in with the two of them?
6: Uh no, I think we no because the the, oh, the four of us smiling stall man. One. Yeah, he like he, he winked at me and Donna. So
1: yeah. So we're all in the front car. Mm-hmm. Yeah these are
5: these are big 20th century cars after all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Saloons.
6: You just squeeze everyone in, don't worry about the seat bolts. Yes. Mm-hmm.
5: Seat them all in seat
0: there. The <laughs> there. Oh, <yeah. laughs> exactly. We have pants, belts.
3: Right.
0: We didn't notice any of that that was going on back there, so we're kind of stuck in traffic, aren't we?
2: You're kind of stuck in traffic, but as mentioned, you could the the windows are open, so you at least heard guy get out, so you heard a door open and shut, and then guy getting back in, and some kind of commotion happening in the car. But that's about all you catch. Mm-hmm. Um, that figure that danced by in the top hat—you can't see where he's gone. Although there is a cloud of smoke behind the. Uh, behind the other car maybe they're uh maybe they're kicking out a bit more from the exhaust well if the
0: cars are are barely moving at this point because of the traffic i'm going to hop out really quick
5: and i'll walk back
0: and say is everything okay
5: i'll just point to the floor of the car and show him the ten of swords uh special delivery from the three-eyed skeleton man that the guy that just went by yeah not it wasn't a guy this is a guy, Guy Randall. Uh, yeah, that doing? wasn't a person. That was something that wasn't a person. It was one of, it was, you know.
0: Well, tell us it, when we get back. Uh, it's starting yeah. to move a little bit. Yeah, so good, good. I'm gonna run back, back to the other car. Yeah. They, they got uh, you, waylaid by some weird guy in a mask. He gave him another card. T- we, we got all five cards now.
6: Guy in a mask. The- The same guy that winked at me and Donna?
0: I don't know. Did he look like a skull?
6: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it was painted on his face.
0: Yeah, apparently he went back there and blew some dust in uh, Derek's face and handed him another card. Does he remember? Yeah. Well, we didn't see it, so he told told me. Well,
1: there's the completed tarot reading, I suppose.
3: Uh, we, 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 We need to get back to the hotel.
0: We'll take a look at it when we get back to the hotel, yeah.
3: Maybe you we have it? All Sorry, uh, O'Neill.
6: Did you grab it? No. Or is it still okay?
5: No, he's got it. And I am likewise going to use the handkerchief to pick it up and put it in my wallet, which it sticks out of uncomfortably. But at least it's not touching my flesh. Again.
2: <sighs> yep, you can do that. Right. And without any other incident, again, other than the trawl of going through a few roadblocks before you get back to the hotel, you pull up outside. And you head back in um as you uh, as you go on in the concierge kind of raises a hand uh um uh, uh, monsieur yeah yeah um you you have a guest waiting waiting upstairs oh man or a woman uh a man i believe he's from the uh from the embassy from the embassy military uh yes we oui, yeah Oh,
4: Fuck. All right, let's go. Uh, Do you remember we, which rooms we're in this time?
3: When we yeah. get out of the elevator, I'd so say. this is certainly oh. improving. <laughs> well, he, he
2: looks at you a bit confused again, and just shakes his head and goes back to his uh, goes back to whatever paperwork he's filling in.
4: I'm going to look at him um, with a hardened stare typical usually only amongst peruvian bears rather than human beings and i am looking at the wall behind his head and his face is simply in the way
2: okay he he catches the glance a couple of times and looks a little bit kind of perturbed uh kind of looks at you and then looks back down at his paperwork tries to ignore it Continues doing his paper. Looks back up again, looks down, looks up, and with a slightly rattled expression, "Uh, "Is is there anything I can I can do for you, sir?" And I'm going to walk off
4: after the others. You 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 can almost hear him uh, wiping.
2: Intense, you say. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Uh, heading upstairs, you get to your row of three rooms. Uh, Dirk and Guy's door is ajar, but the other two are shut.
0: Well,
4: I'm going, walk well I'm going up
0: first, so I'm going to go right to their door and look inside. Hello.
2: Okay. No, um, sat on uh, Guy's bed. I um, just sat there with a uh, with a cigarette, the window open, and say allowing the, a breeze to clear the air a little bit. Uh, Dressed in his linen suit, as you've previously seen him, is Major Medwin. It's Major Medwin.
1: Oh, how courteous.
2: Oh, good evening. Please make yourself comfortable. (laughs) He he, he chuckles and then uh, gets back, uh, gets up off the bed and takes a a more leisurely stand and blows a long uh, O of smoke out of the window. Ring of smoke. Ah, I was hoping you'd be uh you'd be back soon. I I understand from from the various teams that we had watching the place that you've been able to slip their uh slip their watchful eye today. I was just wondering uh why you led them a bit of a merry dance.
5: First of all, if uh there's ever any reason for us to come back to this godforsaken island. Guy and I will uh, make very reasonable rates for training your uh, goons because uh, apparently their education is somewhat lacking to date. Hmm. I mean, as a free citizen, if you saw that some goons were following you, obviously, wouldn't you shake them just because it's insulting?
2: He He nods. You just can't get the staff these days.
5: Just for the record... We
4: distracted them by using some children. <laughs> it was literally child's play.
2: <laughs> that does make him laugh. So he he does, uh, he tries to suppress a chuckle, but he, he doesn't.
5: However, oh, if like... you had been staking out the National Library, you would have seen us doing some research, because that is the kind of menacing foreigners that we
2: are. Oh, okay. So we didn't miss out on much at all then. So what uh, what answers did you find at the library?
5: Well, we found out we'd been there before. Huh? You no. Know, I mean, we seem to be retracing our steps pretty often. Uh, but I think we can say fairly that our memory has improved substantially. Wouldn't you say a lot? Yeah. I'm starting to piece things together.
2: Oh, that's good. So what, uh, what have you been able to piece together that our good friend, the doctor, was unable to put together? Uh,
5: mostly we learned that we came down here to find Mr. Sterling's son and that we have not managed to do so. which is pretty frustrating.
0: We still have no idea. I, I, I have a question, though. Today, did you find evidence
2: in the hills that there were dead people? Well, as I mentioned, we, we've only heard this from the newspapers and third-hand reports. So we this... haven't got a clue whereabouts in the hills any of these bodies might be. Oh. And we, we know, obviously, where you were picked up But even so, that's still a lot of ground to cover. We have no idea in which direction. We have no idea on distance.
4: Surely you've got a record of who comes into the country. Yes, we've got plenty. So if some Americans had come into the country and were missing and were unaccounted for,
2: you know. It's not a particularly long list. And admittedly, we've accounted for a fair number of these, but there are still a handful that we we haven't found yet.
0: No. So far, the only mystery that we haven't been able to uncover is, if, is anything about that, I mean, we find, we started to wonder for a while if, since we woke up in a hospital, if it was us that had gotten lost and that the, the, the newspapers were completely mistaken. <laughs> but the more we look at it, the more it sounds like they found something, but we can't find a source
2: hmm.
0: for, for these dead bodies.
2: I must admit, uh, I had a, I had a theory about, about what this might be. Uh, I thought it was, and then you're out again. Uh, just everything just wobbles around you and you hear a door shutting and each of you are back in your rooms.
6: Did any of us take notes on this?
2: <laughs> Give me a luck roll to see, uh, see, if, they, uh, see if you did is whether you were quick enough to write anything down as well.
6: Oh, by one point. I got it by one point.
2: Oh. Okay, what what juicy note would you have uh, would you have left
3: yourselves? And the answer is
5: <laughs> I I rolled a 2 for that luck roll.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, one one point away from uh, getting a chance to increase for your pal, but so an close. Answer. I
3: wouldn't have taken notes. I was just no. trying to
2: ignore. I think it was the...
6: mostly myself and Dirk that have been the note takers right. here.
2: you would have managed to be able to get one word down. Or Car- actually, no, I'll, give, I'll give you. I'll give you two. Two words. Sterling hiding, is what you wrote. Yeah.
5: So we're in our room, so I'll tell Guy, or at first, you know, Guy, uh, when did you go out?
6: Did both of us get that, write that down, or did each of us get one word, or Mm -hmm. was it just Guy, uh, Dirk, because he had the better role?
2: Both of you probably would have written the same thing, so you both have, um, in fact, because because Dirk got the uh the margin, the significantly better margin of uh luck. Mm-hmm. Got a question mark at the end of Sterling hiding question mark, whereas you just have Sterling, Sterling hiding, hiding and okay.
5: yeah. Uh yeah. I you know, I I there was a question I wanted to ask Medwin. Not that I ever want to see Midwin again. But we didn't get a chance. Guy, the last thing he said was he had a theory, right? Yeah. And I jotted that's, down. That's what
4: I got, too.
5: The, the, and the pencil's barely on, on my notepad. I got Sterling hiding. So he had some theory about Sterling hiding something. And what I want to know is who the other Americans are, because I think they came with Jack, and we don't know anything about him.
4: Well, I've, I've got a different theory. Mm-hmm. And my theory is, I'm afraid not entirely very entertaining and a little bit sceptical but um, I think the other Americans are us and I think just Chinese whispers and gossip ends up with we, we struggle down off the off the mountain and get picked up and taken to the hospital and somehow by the time that gets to the reporter we were found dead
5: or not found dead but died mysteriously yeah, died mysterious that, that's why they cut their bodies
4: or disappeared or or whatever
5: yeah
4: maybe we were disappeared by the military
5: yeah um keeper uh, have I managed to, have I had an opportunity to wash the powder off my face and hands, or am I just as I arrived at the hotel?
2: You are pretty much as you arrived at the hotel, you haven't had time to wipe it off. I mean, with the perspiration anyway, uh, it's kind of almost like a sludge on your face in in parts anyway.
5: And any sense of how much time we've
2: lost? Uh, probably only a matter of minutes, you think. Yeah. All right,
5: Guy, I'm going to wash my face. Let's knock on the other doors and make sure everybody's okay.
2: Yeah.
4: You know, whatever it was he just told us, it's definitely related to whatever's triggering us, isn't it? Now,
3: like Matthew, mm-hmm. you said, who heard a door slam? All of you. So I want to go to the window and look out. Is Medwin just leaving?
2: Give me a luck roll to see if you're quick enough to see it. Uh, 51. Yeah,
3: 51 out of 70.
2: You do indeed see a car. uh, Looks like a fairly official, almost like an embassy would have, uh, complete with a little flag at the front, and you can see a familiar figure in a linen suit climbing in. Uh,
3: O'Neill. Yes, sir. We've only been blacked out for the time it took him to get out of our room into the elevator maybe yeah but unless we
0: were... uh, unless, unless mr uh, 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 major Medwin is doing this to us I which I don't say, think that he is
3: but it could be some naval secret operation yeah, thing to get me
0: to what point point? and how could he get us when I'm walking in the street or We may have had an hour-long conversation with the man, and he was satisfied and
3: left, and then we forgot it all. And look at my watch.
2: Uh, You think it's probably about five minutes maximum.
0: So I'm, I'm wrong with that, but I don't even remember what the hell he was saying just before we blacked out.
1: Let's check on the others. Yeah, I guess I'll turn to Amy when we wake up and, you know, take a look and I'll say, "Uh, that's interesting. Do you, so I I know I'm not hiding anything. Do you think that it could be that my father is hiding something or is Jack in hiding?
6: My initial thought was that it it was Jack is hiding. They think Jack is hiding. Like they don't they're not taking any of this seriously or they don't believe in any of this magic talk and that it's just that Jack's hiding but maybe it is something about your dad hiding something
1: well yeah and I don't know and ever since we woke up I had this strange feeling and you don't think it's possible that we came with Jack like when he first came down and just forgot it did you
6: to me, that makes sense though. Why would your dad have brought us down here if he thought your brother was missing? Like, if he was very concerned, his son is gone, mm-hmm. why would he also bring his daughter and her 20 year old friend with him? Right.
1: That's a good point.
6: I, yeah, I don't.
1: All right, let's go talk to the others. Yes, let's. <laughs> okay. Congregating
2: in one room again.
0: Is Durkin Durkin Guy's room is in the middle.
2: Um, uh, at the end, you've got in the row going from left to right, you've got uh, yourself and uh, Mr. Sterling. Then you've got the two ladies, and then you've got the two PIs. We that.
0: go we go towards uh, Amy and Donna's room.
4: Okay. okay just well, as they're while, coming while this is going on, um, I'd like to go down to the front desk, please.
0: Okay. So we pass you mm-hmm. this year.
2: Yeah, you, you all you all kind of head out into the corridor at the same time.
0: Did you uh, uh, okay. Blackout. Yep. Yes. So same, same here.
4: Oh. And I'm I'm going to head off down the stairs or into the elevator or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. You yeah, you head to the elevator and you can head down.
5: Everything okay, guy?
4: Yeah, I just got um, I had an idea. I'm just going to go and uh, deal with something.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> See you. Uh, Does anyone remember
0: exactly what Mr. Mr. Military Man said just before we blacked out?
1: Yeah, that he had a theory.
0: He had a theory. He said it to us. We listened. Then he left and we blacked out. Or... He said something, some subliminal suggestion, and we all lost our memory, and he left.
5: Okay. That's I went interesting. back to our rooms. That's right. weird. Yeah. Why wouldn't we all have been in the same? Why wouldn't you all still have been in our room? Five minutes. Right. Uh,
0: Mr. Sterling saw him drive away. Or did you see him drive away? I forget who it saw was him Sterling. drive away. Mr. Sterling, Sterling saw him driving away.
5: Yeah, so I, uh, uh, Ms. Sterling, Ms. Lachlan, uh, when you went to the tarot reader, Mm -hmm. was the Ten of
1: Swords
6: up, It was right side up. It was right side up. up.
1: The only card that was right side up. It
6: was the only card that was right side up, and she said... Okay, so
5: that's how the Three-Eyed Monster gave it to mm me.
6: And it means desertion Is, and pain and like betrayal. betrayal there's going to be a desertion yeah well there's two there's two cards that hinted at a betrayal one was betrayal and then one was there will be a desert oh, a desertion,
0: desertion. Oh. the desertion wasn't that the wands
6: no the one that that uh mr kessler just received the the swords oh get my notes
5: yeah. And you on.
1: remember do you remember if it was the the wands or the swords that was the warning of false prophets? The wands
6: um the wand No, no, no. The hanged man was false prophets. Yeah. Well, that's right.
1: Sorry. Prophets. Did uh,
0: did anybody write anything down?
5: Yeah, I got a very helpful Sterling hiding question mark.
6: I wrote the same thing.
5: Okay.
1: Without the question mark, though, but the same thing. All
5: right.
1: I'm not. I'm not sure that this has any significance, but it's worth noting that when we woke up and returned to the hotel, the first thing we found was the death card inverted, like we like in the tarot reading. And Mr. O'Neill, you found the devil. On your excursion, correct? Where did where did you find it exactly?
0: I found it uh, uh, in between
1: a couple of, of crates of, of guns. Okay, in between the okay, the hanged man we found in the book is a bookmark, right? Mm-hmm. So, is there any you know? And then this the the the, the um, Madame Josephine gave us the wands. Correct. Yes. And then this random figure yeah, gave us the swords. Is there any random. correlation? Do you think that the hanged man could indicate that the that the the book is is a false prophet, or do you think that the the you know do you think that the cards have any significance of where and when we found them? Okay.
0: Well, let's 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 go over them again. Uh, we found on the mirror.
6: Death uh, inverted.
0: Death inverted, which means
6: you've come to an impasse, lost something important to you. We lost Jack. We assume lost that's Jack. Jack.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, right. The second card is the devil.
6: De- devil inverted, which
0: um, I found with the all right. Warehouses. Maybe may, uh, the door is closed. Mr. Mr. Randall's not here. He went downstairs. Look, I think if if Mr. Sterling is hiding anything, then I think you've all figured out what kind of business we do. And you need to keep it to yourself. But,
3: well, if the first card was in my room in the mirror and it's death, maybe I was supposed to find it and see myself in the mirror.
0: Yeah, but what does death mean? You said it means
6: lost, uh, you're at an empty You lost your, lost you lost something important.
0: your son. Right. right. So yeah. but I'm, I'm trying to get to the so fact a, that I, yeah. I found the devil.
1: With the gun, What does the devil mean?
6: Uh, clarity, insight, intuition, dominates intellect. Uh, okay, trust, so that your, was trust your intuition.
1: Which that we could... Senegal could be an ally.
0: Okay. The third card we found...
1: The hanged man, which is... In the book. False prophets. Ignore false prophets. Yeah. You must so, ignore false prophets. So what was
0: in the book? The book was the sex book? No,
6: African the
5: book... African sex book?
6: The, yes. It was the the the... Flying Horror, the cult of the Flying Horror.
1: Yeah, it mentions, it, it mentions a, a rite similar to what is depicted on the card. And then we have notes from Amy that infer that the, the, this cult is doing a similar ritual. Also,
5: remember that the, this five card spread has a, a
1: connected a, meaning, a,
5: a, a connected meaning, and also an internal structure. So the death card is in the past. And that's where the law says because maybe because jack was already gone right and then yeah. the second card that shows up is the present where we're supposed to use emotion over intellect or vice versa and the uh selfish the false prophet was selfish. Ne- next to the the narrative of this evil sect so maybe it's that's the false prophet itself
1: yeah maybe but that's it that is a little on the nose so then what's do, do also Amy, this write, three-eyed
5: skull son of a bitch is playing with this
1: right and did you write down the
6: wands specifically yes. um treachery and loss deceived your deceive yourselves and it will bring your downfall
1: i don't like that because that's what we got at madame josephine
5: and what's what's that position that position is about our objective
1: and it was inverted
5: and the ten of swords is about our outcome. Is it saying that our not a nice outcome? But is the wands then saying that our objective that we're picking
0: up from Madame Josephine is wrong?
1: I mean, as we said, these cards could just be the, the you know this thing playing with us. But that seems to be the that seems to be the meaning that cards are trying to imply. If I could make any guess.
0: Well. Here's the thing, if there is some, okay, this is insane, but if there is some entity playing with us, as you say, then it's probably trying to tell us something with the cards, and we're trying to figure that out. Unless, of course, the thing is just totally chaotic.
1: I mean, it is called the Crawling Chaos, so. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it seems so directed, though. What's the last cut? The, the, the sword. Ten of
6: swords. Um, over Overcome the obstacle. You will feel pain and anguish and will feel a low point, but the worst has passed. There will be a desertion.
0: And we found that
5: blown into the face of dirt. Correct. Yeah. And he showed me his, his true face. Because you all saw, I know Guy saw a man with face paint his third eye winked at me it was a it was his real face
6: but could, it was could probably it, whatever the same guy in who your took, face could that have been a hallucinogen or something oh, like maybe that maybe that's so. the
5: betrayal the
0: betrayal of your own eyes
5: but, yeah well
0: i mean you i those anything memories. else no. we
3: all saw that skull in um senegal's office yeah
5: and the
1: third eye
5: you know, Haiti seems like a pretty superstitious base, base to me, but uh, Senegal shot his brother and that skull wasn't human anymore.
1: I don't think that bullet hole...
2: Yeah, sorry. Oh, quick freeze. I know we're only a few minutes away, but I can't hold it any longer. Can I have a quick minute just to run to the restroom?
0: Sure. <laughs> no, we're yeah. going to solve it before you get
2: back. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes later. So skip to Guy quickly for a moment. So the elevator doors open and you find yourself down in the lobby and the concierge is there. He hears the doors open. He looks over to you uh, over to see just almost reflexively who's coming out and you, you can see him instantly kind of go on the defensive a bit, uh, kind of worried slightly that there's a, uh, a bear that's going to be giving him a, a firm stare. Uh, you can see him visibly gulp
4: over to so, you. So what? tempted to ask him for a marmalade sandwich. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to send a couple of telegrams, please.
2: Oh yes, certainly. Um, in which case, he pulls out a standard telegram sheet. Uh, if you'd like to fill this in, then we can we can make sure it's sent uh, sent for you.
4: Okay, um, I'm going to uh, fill out two telegram forms Mm -hmm. um, each with the same message which I will now send you there I'm going to send one copy to the military hospital military hotel the military hospital um, (laughs) and the other copy uh, to the embassy and I shall pay him for the telegrams,
3: Yep. I'd appreciate
4: it very much if um, if there's a reply, if you could have it sent up to my room as soon as it arrives, please.
2: Yes, no problem. Um, any time, at all?
4: Absolutely, any time, day or night.
2: Okay, as soon as we uh, as soon as we get a reply, we will we will send it up to you.
4: Okay, I will very head cunning back to the. Head back to
2: the mm-hmm. elevator and up to my room. Okay, at which point I think everyone's still in the uh, either whether you've migrated to one of the rooms or you've uh, still out in the corridor talking that's between you.
5: I assume we went into our room which is the most uh public like we're not going to hang out in the girls hotel room that would be mm-hmm. untoward
2: Inappropriate the bosses.
5: And since Medwin was in our room when we arrived, uh, man, he's a cheeky son of a bitch. So we've got, what do we have? We have, we lost very little time, but all memory. Medwin was just about to say his theory. And Amy and I got down only two words. But here, yeah, I'm I'm drawn again to this thing. He didn't. I, I feel like Medwin's manipulating us. I feel like he's manipulating us because why would we go to our rooms instead of just sitting there slack-jawed if it was a if it was an emotional experience that caused us to forget things?
1: Like multiple forces are manipulating us. Yeah, including Medwin. That's why I'm yeah. so worried about the cards. It's like, are the cards some sort of hidden meaning where it's like trying to deceive us by thinking, like telling us the opposite of what is true? Or is it, is this such a, is he, is this thing playing such a fucked up game with us that he's actually giving us the answers with the cards? It's just like, do you want to roll the dice? So that, that's what I'm worried about. And then, and then as you said, we got Medwin on top of this, who's putting further ideas into our head and causing more blackouts.
5: Yeah. And, and the sequence, even if, you know, the first uh, card reader was in on some kind of conspiracy, conspiracy, they can't deliver the correct card at the correct direction, wherever we happen to find them without something that isn't natural. And the thing that handed me the, the sword card wasn't, wasn't natural that wasn't a human being is there any correlation between the times that we forget
0: and something else like the clock like we forget on the hour or at six o'clock every night or
2: now that you're looking for a pattern give me an idea roll
0: Ooh, 20 that's Mm -hmm. uh That's actually uh, hard.
2: There is a pattern. Uh, In fact, there are two things that seem to trigger a blackout. The first one is that some kind of revelation, something important that uh, that you are being told, but also something that immediately brings down the shutters as a defense mechanism and stops you from remembering it, that's one trigger so when you're told something in particular that relates to whatever happened previously or something that connects or something that makes a truth come to the surface that you do not want to reveal to or admit to yourself that's one the other one is whenever you split up when you went to the docks on your own when the various uh, when various people went to the library it's whenever you whenever you divide that is another trigger
0: but it doesn't happen immediately it happens during that event
2: at some point when your group splits again like when guy and Dirk stayed behind um at the house you then all, all of a sudden you just found yourself or the bungalow rather you found yourself back at the hotel afterwards without being able to remember how you got there yeah after after some point whenever something has resolved and you've done what you want to do you're back at the hotel as a group again or you're back wherever you where one where one of you was Like, for instance, when you were at the docks, everyone else was suddenly with you. That's
0: that's true. Every time we come to, we're together. Yes. We only
5: wake up as a group. That's true. Uh,
0: Sterling hiding. Could that refer to young Sterling, Mr. Jack Sterling hiding? Now, you said it already.
3: That's what I would think. Oh,
0: If we have a blackout all of a sudden, what what crazy, think crazy for a moment, what sudden revelation would cause you a great deal of distress?
3: That Jack did this purposely. Jack's a cultist. Jack's part of this group. I'm saying things to try and make myself... That
5: Jack tried to kill
3: us i don't think that's
1: true
5: i am uh relieved to note that the documents we have from our agency guys in my agency suggest that we did not accompany you all down here on some wacky joyride but came specifically to help with a pre-existing problem
6: I want I mean, to know how so we even decided to look all of this up in the first place. The cult of the floating horror, the star pools, voodoo. Like, what? where did these ideas come to us? Because I've never had any experience with anything like this in my life, and I don't think any of you have either.
1: It's assumed that we, well, we, we know that we talked to the fortune teller, the tarot card reader before, and it's assumed that we talked to Northeast, but... Why did we talk
6: to these people, though? What what led us to a, a tarot reader yeah, and an what? anthropologist in the search for mm-hmm. a, a 20-year-old young man? Yeah,
5: we're following notes that I made. Why did I make those notes? Yes, is, exactly. Is,
6: like, where did you get these ideas?
5: Has Mr. Randall joined us?
0: Are you still downstairs, Guy, or...
4: I, I was on the way back. I don't know if I'm right. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm, it, back I, I'm back. Yet? I'm back. All right. Three, two, one. I'm back in the room.
1: <laughs> I mean, as, as you have said, Amy, the, the existence, the, the presence of you and I and the presence of, of Mr. Randall and Mr. Kessler seem to be a contradiction, because one would imply that we came for a certain reason and another would imply for a different reason. Why would we all come together if we were looking for Jack?
6: Why on earth would Mr. Sterling bring you and not one of his other sons? Like, why you, the daughter? Why me, the the not even related to you?
3: I think the only thing that could have gotten me down here was to find my son. I don't think I would have come here for any other reason. Unless...
0: Unless
1: we came with your son. That's what I was thinking. That's what I'm worried about, That's, and then just we, forgot me it. and
6: Me and Donna are thinking, maybe we were down here with Jack for some other, maybe, vacation, or at least Jack told us it was something fun when we then, came down here.
0: Why Mr. Sterling and Mr. Randall? And
1: I, I, I have to admit, I, I this slipped my mind earlier, but I wanted to ask you, there's no, there's no, ch- you didn't have Jack involved with this Senegal business, did you? This wasn't something that you delegated to him. That would be
3: a question for the keeper. You don't remember?
1: Yeah, you don't remember, so yeah. I I, I don't know.
0: I I mean, could we remember that Mr. Sterling keeps this a secret from his whole family?
2: Maybe Uh, that's what he's hiding? You would be aware of, at least to a certain degree, the family business and the family interests. Um, It's not like he has this huge bunch of secrets that he keeps from you. He might keep certain details Hmm. out of the way because that's plausible deniability after all. So it's not like Uh, the
0: godfather. Don't ever ask me what I do.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's It's not like that.
4: Mr. Sterling, if we're throwing theories around, have you considered that this whole business with Jack might have been simply a ruse to get you down here?
3: But to what end, unless the naval officials wanted to catch me allegedly doing something wrong? There's a way we can find this out. Didn't uh,
0: the major say that they have records of when we arrived?
6: Surely um, the embassy does, you know, checking passports. Well, and stuff. We can see be. if we
4: Jack have, arrived we with we us. Have, records of when we arrived because our passports would have been stamped right, so all right. we need to do is look at our passports and- oh
6: i'm gonna go get my passport no, but right now i want to i
0: want to find out if jack also arrived at yeah. exactly the same time we did we don't have his passport
6: that might but we could find if, a if medwin isn't willing to tell us that we might be able to request it from the embassy especially with you have a family member you could spend it like you know lost family member he's my son i need to know when he came into the country et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to look at my passport. Your... When when did I arrive in this country?
2: Thursday, October the 23rd.
6: And everyone else? When did everyone else, when did you all arrive?
2: arrive? The same date. You oh, all you arrived same. together.
3: Okay. Except for Guy and Derek, right? Derek. No, they arrived at the same time. Oh, they so. did.
0: did come with us.
6: I would you have asked us to come with you, Mr. Sterling.
3: Yeah.
1: It doesn't make sense. So I mean, now we just
0: what... have to find out if Jack came with
1: I know why I'm here. I don't know why you let me come.
6: (laughs) You are, well, in fact... Maybe he didn't know you were coming. Maybe you're the Sterling that's hiding something.
2: Sorry. Sterling can give me an idea, Roll.
3: 69 out of 90. That's EDU. Oh, no, no. I'm one... one, Yeah, I made it by one point.
2: You are... Admittedly, you're still hazy around the details of exactly when... You sent him. You fairly you're fairly sure you sent Jack ahead of you. So you came down here looking for him. He was already here.
1: Well that confirms that, hopefully.
3: Yeah. But why did you send him down here? That's what I'm thinking, and <laughs> unless it was to collect the money from
1: Senegal. Right, that's what Uh I was thinking because that seems like something that you would do yourself. Wouldn't (laughs) Wouldn't he have mentioned that that? though,
6: Senegal, if he had seen Jack, if he had had, or if he was supposed to meet Jack (coughs) at some point? Wouldn't he have mentioned that?
1: Well, then
0: he didn't know where his uh, shipment was. Yeah, Yeah, it'd be something you just wired.
3: It
1: just doesn't sound like something you delegate to Jack.
3: But it would be wire transfers when the money was received in New York, the proper. Identification number for the collection of the objects would be wired.
1: Doesn't, ex- doesn't explain why any of us are here.
0: So if Jack came here for his own
3: reasons. No, but I sent him here. You sent him here.
1: We know that for
6: sure? You sent him here? I
3: just, I just recall. OK, you just, just remembered. OK. But I don't have a clue why. And I. But Amy, Amy, <laughs> Donna. <laughs> yeah.
6: Could it be? that before jack left for whatever reason he knew of these things the cult of flirting horror star pools etc and he mentioned them to you and that's how we knew what to look it up like to look it up you think maybe he went like he was involved in this convinced your dad to let him come down here for some other reason under the ruse of something else came down here gets too far into any of this was was jack interested in that kind of a thing the occult
1: not that i remember or recall i mean he wanted to be like dad he was interested Mm. in the business and doing all this stuff in fact i i'm gonna be honest with you i I hadn't i hadn't really spent a lot of time yeah yeah, i I hadn't really spent a lot of time with with jack recently because he's been so busy with the business things Anna, could jack have been here before maybe met a
3: woman got involved with her possibly gotten her pregnant why would you, you, send you him? think
1: that i would know more than you would
3: well he wouldn't tell me
1: that uh, He you know
3: he's i have a uh, someone in the hamptons waiting for him
1: he, he's been talking to you more recently than he has to me so i i don't know
3: i think the key
0: lands it with why you sent him you wouldn't send him here unless you wanted something correct
3: and this paltry dealing with senegal is not worth you know it's not it's money of course it's but
6: doesn't seem to be tied anyway the dealings with senegal and and unless
0: yeah they just Unless be, this
6: is some kind of retaliation for your dealings with, like, if the locals are to some kind of retaliation for it, I can't imagine way back that. Back to the
3: navy.
0: Yeah, they wouldn't do it this way. No. They would just throw arresting around, They'd arrest people.
1: Um. um I, I think it's a good idea to stop by the embassy, see if we can find out when Jack came. But it, it sounds like we know for sure it was before us. So. Right. We know. I mean. Yeah. We've got our plan for tomorrow. Do we you have to declare have...
6: your intent when you arrive in a country? What you're doing?
1: I don't you think don't a place like Haiti,
4: me. you don't have to tell the truth. Yeah, it just asks I... you if it's business or pleasure.
3: Mm. Can somebody or voodoo? <laughs> if it's Haiti. Yeah, voodoo is always a good answer in Haiti. <laughs> Can you just make a phone call to the, the yeah. embassy and ask? Instead of us yeah, but fighting. I think we
0: know the answer. That we know the answer is that he didn't arrive yeah. here with us. Right. That's the okay. only thing we wanted to know, and that you sent him, you would but send did, him for something.
6: What if? What if? Does the symb- Does the embassy keep documentation on where the people are staying? We don't know where Jack stayed. What if we could find out where he was staying?
5: He
0: might maybe not have his known.
6: his effects okay. or something like that.
5: Yeah, where are Jack's things? That's a very interesting question. Did the military impound his things? Shouldn't they have handed them over to you as next of kin, Mr. Sterling?
6: If this is the nicest hotel on the island, we can assume Jack stayed
3: here.
5: Let's go
6: check the uh, the
3: concierge.
5: Let's go check
0: the the sign in book.
3: Yeah, maybe his room is right next to... I'll I'll
0: go down right now and check it. Well, we can't separate. Well, guy yeah, we was just downstairs. I think as long as we're in the same building, we're okay.
3: Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's going well, across that would be town. a good test.
5: Yeah, let's all write test, down yeah. Yeah. our new theory because I would like to actually find this useful at some point and not merely confusing. So the time is 9.18 p.m. Does that sound about right, Keeper? Yep, yeah, pretty accurate by the look of it. nine eighteen PM. Uh, Sean asked concierge about uh, Jack. I'm gonna look. Thing. I'm gonna look through the
0: the sign-in
5: book. You'll probably, probably to flip the guy out, Sawbuck or something for that. Flipping my gun
0: in his face um,
2: So win friends and influence people. Okay. So you head downstairs to go to the concierge uh, to go to the concierge. Yeah. Yeah, he he sees you coming. Again there's this little kind of whoa, look as you approach. Uh, I need how, to look how... in here. your your uh, registry. Oh, um any any particular thing you're looking for? Sir? Yes,
0: I'm looking to see when Jack uh, Sterling stayed here.
2: Oh, okay. He looks kind of from side to side. You can give me a persuade roll.
3: 64.
0: How's my persuade? It's a 50. How about my intimidate? Why is my intimidate only 15?
2: All right. Uh, I'll, I I'll, didn't I'll, build
0: the sheets. I'll spend 14 luck to. to persuade
2: okay in which case he sort of nods and says oh yes uh yes that that yeah and he turns the the book around and flicking back a few pages now the timeline only starts from when you guys arrived in haiti but i think uh, Jack was probably on the island a little bit longer than that. In well, fact, I know he's definitely been here longer than that. Let me see if I can get a more of an idea of exactly how long it was. Well,
6: if they searched our rooms, they searched his too. I'm quite sure. and Probably took everything he left behind. They
5: didn't know his room was here.
2: I know he says a few weeks, so he has actually uh, he was there for a little while. So you end up having to go back through multiple pages of the uh, of the sign-in book and then tucked away in the corner of one page is the name jack sterling jack sterling
0: ah here we go jack sterling october 1st let's say uh, uh,
2: yeah so late september early october okay. there's no specific there's no specific date that's All listed right. for him
0: um here he is can you tell me what room he stayed in
2: yeah, that'd be room one hundred and four, the one right next to Dirk and Guy.
0: And did he ever? He I, do I? I don't see any place where he checked out. Nope. So he still has a bill that's uh, accumulating.
2: No, he, he paid for uh, for about a month in advance. Ah. So his uh, his time is coming up. But now, now that I come to think of it, I haven't seen him for a while. Can we have the
0: key to his room, please? I'll, uh, um, I'll pull out a twenty-dollar bill and put it on the table.
2: At that point, that look of well, that wouldn't be uh, particularly appropriate, sir, just disappears, and he takes the uh, takes the bill and uh, just quietly and casually, kind of looking around, goes behind the counter, lifts the key up, and slides it across the counter to yourself. Thank you. And uh, a pleasure, pleasure doing business with you, sir. Peace. And I go go
0: upstairs. You will never guess. What? What? Uh, Jack stayed in room 104, which is right next to Dirk and and Guy's room. Uh, He paid for a month, so the room is still paid for. And
2: here's the key. Let's go. Okay, you head on down the corridor put the key in the lock, turn it, it opens up, and that is where we are going to leave it for tonight.
0: (laughs) Uh, Our players included Jason Melnichok, Holly Buto, David Gasway, Mick Swan, Josto, John Dos Passos, and myself, with Matthew Sanderson as the keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members, you can set up a private game, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastery. There's a link below. We provide audio only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The cost involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. You can find the link in the description below.